It was a normal day. People were going about their business. They were eating and drinking. Children were playing. Families were gathering around. People were going to work like they always did. They were enjoying life to the full. Because after all, how else would you live life when things are going well? But then it happened. Nobody really recognized what danger they were in. They didn't understand the threat. They always thought it was just a a rumble in the distance. Nobody ever thought it would be as bad as it would become. And by the time they did, it was too late. When Mount Vesuvius erupted, it was too late. As ashes and burning coals rained down on a town that would be forgotten for over almost 2,000 years. And yet when it was discovered, this ancient city, when it began to be excavated some years ago, it began to look like this. A city that had been forgotten. A city that no one really realized was there anymore because after all, it was buried underneath something like 12 to 20 feet of ashes. But what it uncovered It was a life and a day that seemed like any other day for the people who died there, who found themselves victims of a natural disaster, of one that they could not escape. As the excavations continued over decades and debris was hauled away, they discovered there were basically places in the earth that were voids in the earth, and it wasn't until much further into the excavations they realized realized that these Voids were actually people that had long since decayed. And the thought was, what if we mixed plaster dust together and and filled those voids? What would be left? And some of you know what's been left of that. These are some of those plaster castings that have been revealed in recent days of the once great city of Pompeii. A city that lay victim to a natural disaster. And it was deadly. Oh, to be warned of such a thing. Uh, To be told in advance that this is dangerous, these times that we live in. To be told that our lives are at risk. That we need to flee. We need to turn and, and go away from what has become our existence because we are under a threat. <laughs> so it goes with natural disasters. Praise God, we live in a day and an age where, where there's an advance warning of such things, right? Where, where we know when a, a tornado is coming, when we know when a, a terrible hurricane is coming, or when we know or, and often times where there's an earthquake or a volcano is about to erupt. We, we have warnings and advanced technology to tell us of such things. So by all means, we can relax, right? <laughs> or can we? What if there was another natural disaster among us that has been minimalized in our day? One that we don't really pay much attention to anymore. It's not politically correct to even talk about because after all, as everybody knows, it's not a disaster. Come on, everybody. Just calm down. Everything's fine. Or so we're told. Everything's okay. And yet the Scriptures tell us that there's a natural reality among us that also is deadly. And it's around us every day. And it's not just out there, it's inside. 
As David once reflected, even from the time of my conception, I came into this world in sin. From our first moment in this world, in our mother's womb, we are in a sinful, broken, fallen world. And that sin is a natural reality for us. You know, that, that excuse that says, oh, well, I was born this way, you know. Well, guess what? We all were born this way. All of us born in a condition called sin. And sin is deadly. And the thought to say, hey, everybody, just be yourself. No matter who you are, do whatever you want. Because it's okay. It's the worst kind of natural disaster that could ever unfold. It's to say we're all okay. When at the same time we are all in the midst of a warning. All of us, every single one of us, are born into this world in a reality of death. As God's word says, the result of sin is death. Whether that sin be our sexuality, our lust, whether it be our propensity toward addictions, whether it be our our greed, whether it be our desire for control, whether it be our selfish nature. It's all part of a natural reality and it's all part of a natural disaster waiting to happen. So where's the warning sign technology for that? Instead, as we look everywhere, we're saying, it's okay. We just got to accept more. We got to be more tolerant. We got to be okay with everybody. Just love yourself more. But praise be to God. He does love us just the way we are. But he actually refuses to leave us that way. (laughs) Did you hear those words? The words of warning, the words of reminders that days in which we live are disastrous, if not acknowledged. Even now, declares the Lord through the prophet Joel, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Turn to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love, and he relents from sending disaster. Do you hear that? Who knows, he may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. Our God gives us warning signs. And if there isn't enough reminders of what that warning is, we see it in the one who is willing to go to the extent and hit that disaster head on for us. It's the whole point of this season. It's a a time where our hearts are turned and focused on the one who turns his attention and focuses in on a cross where he go a path of death in our place. This is not a a victimized thing for Jesus. No, he goes purposely. He faces it for us. He knows the warning signs. He knows the risk that we're under in our natural reality and the natural disaster that's unfolding on us. And the consequences of that is death. But it's why he comes. It's fulfilling the prophecies and the promises of the prophets. He comes and he turns his attention toward that which would bring safety and forgiveness and grace and renewal and even refreshing. I don't know about you, but I long for that. 
as one so often who forgets how severe and how overwhelming this natural reality is. I'm in need of someone to rescue me today. And so are you. A God who invites us to turn. Turn our hearts, turn our minds, turn our attention, and turn from sin as he turns toward the cross for you and me. I love what Acts chapter 2 says about that turning. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then. Turn to God. So that your sins may be wiped out. That the disaster would be averted. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who is appointed for you. Jesus, maybe these be days where we avert that disaster as we turn to the one who has power over it and who relents in his compassion, in his grace, in his love. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, there are natural disasters going on all around us every day. But the greatest of them is the one in our own heart the natural state of original sin we are all born into in this broken, fallen, sinful world. And it is deadly. And the risk is great. Lord, open our eyes and our hearts to that risk today. To that warning signal from you in your word. That you would relent as you turn that judgment and that punishment and that natural disaster, you turn it on your son Jesus for us. Lord, that we might be forgiven, that we might be loved, that we might know your compassion as a God who knows us in our need. So we praise you for who you are. Meet us here in this time with that reminder. Though we be dust and to dust we will return, salvation is ours and so is the rescue as disaster is averted. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.